Hello, NPR friends. New day, new episode. Yo, 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 whether you're wearing pants or not, welcome to No Pants Required. I'm your host, X3C, and thanks for joining. Before we jump into today's episode, which is very intriguing about the best parlay betting strategies, let's dive into the quickie. So I was thinking, the largest annual sporting events in the world, oftentimes, depending on where you live, in the world, it may have a different answer, right? Especially if you're into sports, right? You're, you may be into a particular sport over another, right? So I think it's really subjective, but I really wanted to try to find some concrete data or just to see what's out there on the internet. So I just did a Google search, to be honest with you. I also looked and like asked a couple of friends, but it depended on those individuals I asked, I had different answers, right? Just like I found through my Google search, there were different answers out there. And I was thinking, can I find something? I really couldn't. So in essence, I really want to build like this top five or top 10 list, but it was difficult. So immediately amongst my friends, I knew they would give me one particular answer and they were right, right? Many of them said the Super Bowl or the World Cup. Honestly, one is big in one country, World Cup, Hence, World Cup, it's big across the world. Um, but like I said, there was not much out there that give a definitive answer. And so for me, I just want to say, okay, what were they? How do people view sports and big sporting events annually throughout the world? So uh, yeah, here's the list, but it's not in any order. So the Olympics, right? We would think that would be one of the largest annual, well, it's not really annual, but annual type of event. The World Cup, again, not annual, but it's on a cycle. <laughs> uh, Super Bowl is an annual thing. So hmm, that may be one there. 24 Hours of Le Mans, which I had to look up. I never really watched it, um, but I was definitely intrigued after doing some research on it and looking at a couple of YouTube videos about it. It was pretty in, uh, neat to watch, but I couldn't imagine 24 hours. It's just that's That's insane. Um, UEFA Cup, obviously, I, I watch soccer a little bit or football, depending on what country you're in. And so I do, I, I can agree with that being a pretty large one. NBA Finals was a little weird because it's one country based championship, um, but the players are international players. So hmm, that brought a different perspective as well. And it's kind of neat. Um, what about cricket, like the Cricket World Cup. Now, I've never watched the cricket match. I'll take that back. I think I actually stumbled upon it once and I didn't understand any of it, but I actually watched it for a little while. Interesting. Well, in my quest to find the world's largest sporting event, I was really, again, looking for some statistics to back it up. I mean, many people may say viewership if you watch television, but again, not everyone in every country have that ability. So I don't know if that's a fair metric to even use. You can also talk about maybe 
the dollar amount that one will bring in, but then you have to bring in TV dollars. This is it's really no way to get a definitive answer. So my quickie for today, ladies and gentlemen, was all about exploring, just thinking about the largest world sporting events ahead of one big event that's happening today. And that's the quickie for today, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and others. If you are here for the best parlay strategy, the answers I provide may not be what you expect. The Super Bowl was yesterday, championing the top team in the NFL here in America. I figured, hey, makes total sense to have an episode dedicated on sports betting with one of the largest world's sporting events, right? I'd cover that in my quickie. But I'm here to tell you, I think today's episode, today's topic, it's a little bit different from what you may be expecting. So I honestly think there's a danger with app-based gambling, online gambling in general, but app-based mobile, if you will, gambling, in particularly, I find to be very partially intriguing <laughs> and equally disturbing. I, not clairvoyant here, but I kind of sort of see a potential issue headed down the road when it comes to online or mobile betting, mobile gambling, if you really want to call it that. So if you are predisposed to gambling, if you are constantly on your smartphone, if you are fill in the blank, I think this episode is for you. So think about it. Traditionally, and I mean traditionally because gambling haven't been around forever all over the place, but traditionally, if you think about gambling, you have to go to a terminal somewhere in some location, right? Not all locations gambling was made available or legal. And so you went to a terminal, a fixed terminal in a building, in a location that was constant. And you went there to place a bet or you went there to gamble, slot machines, tables, whatever the case was. But now that's changed. It's way more convenient. So before the creation and legalization of online app-based gambling, you had to literally drive to a location, right? So you have to prepare, mentally prepare yourself, um, premeditate, if you will, to go to a location to place a bet or to gamble in general. Again, in those locations where, they were where it was legal. Oh, with mobile-based gambling, it is convenient. Also, it is like constant notifications, constantly telling you that you're one step closer to victory or you one strategy away from winning X amount of dollars. Or, you know, you can ask a friend to join, right? And we give you some type of reward. It's all these stimulants out there that's just constantly getting you in. And I'm going to talk more about that in a second. 
but I do want to like, I do want to cover a few things and, and I really want to try to make it, well, I'm not really against it, but I really want you guys to understand, just visualize, right? Take a step back. If you are using these type of devices, take a step back and ask yourself some of these questions that I'm about to pose to you, to you guys. Think about TikTok, for example, if you have that app or one similar and mobile gambling, for example, you think about those two items, I mean, those two apps. And I say apps because, I mean, there's multiple different uh, mobile betting, if you will, apps out there. But I'm just putting all of them under one umbrella and I'm calling it mobile app. All right. Doesn't matter which one you're using. The algorithms of TikTok, in my opinion, is A1. And for full disclosure, I do not have an account with TikTok. I do not have the app on my phone. Um, I don't use it, right? I don't at all. And I don't have any of the mobile gambling or betting apps either on my phone. Was I intrigued to possibly downloading one of these? Yep, sure, I was. <laughs> Definitely was considering the mobile gaming app, if you will, once. Um, especially because they offer something, right? But as I started thinking about it and I started watching people, I started formulating my thesis here, which I'm covering today. Um, I honestly see no difference and TikTok and mobile gambling apps. I do not. And here's why I do not. There is continuous engagement of the end user. And as always in that, in the design of these apps, tools aimed at reinforcing connection or connectivity or reconnection, especially when you are not using the app. That is major when an app can engage you when you're not using it to tell you to get back on it, to use it. So think about those commercials on TV or someone sharing something, like a reshare or a post on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or wherever you get your sources, right? Reddit, if you're in, in those type of communities or in the Discord, wherever it is, right? There's always a linkage to bring the communities together, which I found find amazing, right? I love the connection of humanity outside of just the human person to person, we can also connect to people that we would not normally have connected with, maybe never. And so I do find value and joy in apps and social medias in general. So do want to make that very clear. That's not what I'm talking about here today. I'm really talking about the engagement, right? The number of minutes and hours in your day, the time you spent on these apps, I think they both are effective at what they do. I think TikTok is the king of effectiveness. They have found a way to engage the end users and you are connected and linked to it. Similarly, I find the mobile gaming apps or mobile betting apps to be equally as effective. So when I think about those commercials and those TVs and other apps the folks use, those other medians or other ways to influence others to join or to suggest to you, hey, come back over here. We missed you, 
right? You've been gone for way too long. Come back to us. Even though you probably just put that phone down five seconds ago, <laughs> right? So there, in my opinion, are a growing number of like dedicated sports betting TV shows online and like traditional television shows. Never before that I've seen it. I've even seen some of these apps launch their own television network. Think about the money and the amount of money you're generating where you can not only have an app, but you can launch your entire television network with multiple programs. That is gangster. And I think many people are falling for the trap because it is easy. And I'm explaining to you why. So think about those big payouts. You don't really get that, right? The big payouts are not what makes these apps great, in my opinion. Instead, their strategy is to get you hooked with many small victories. Because you get this one big payout, that may never come again. But if I could constantly get you hooked on small victories over and over, the illusion of success you know what that breeds? Dopamine. <laughs> so let's talk about it. So we, some of you may know, dopamine is organic. It's organic chemical within us. It's naturally made within our body. And it's a trigger that sends a signal uh, to our brain, pretty much telling us of something great that has happened. It gives us a certain level of satisfaction achievement, something good, you know, it's happening in our body, right? That pleasure, those pleasure stimulants, that motivation that's happening, all of that is those triggers that just keep us happy, right? And dopamine is one of those that, that happens in the body. And it's, it's just, it's, I think the little small victories linked with the constant success even if the success is small, I mean, sorry, marginally, right? You're not really gaining much in terms of money, but it's the gamification of it, right? It's I'm winning something. It's the thrill, the seeker, right? I think genius on how these mobile apps are utilizing that. But we have to also recognize how we're being used. And so those near misses, Equally with those small wins, I think it's perfect, right? You go into barbershops or you, you're in your, your, your chat groups or you're hanging out with your friends at a happy hour or whatever you guys are doing as a group of friends or family members, right? Even your colleagues, you get to work. They may not talk about gambling at work, but you may talk about, darn, I had a parlay that was like six out of eight and I, I was close, right? I missed it by X of some factor. All of these things are equally important to getting the dopamine going and keeping you hooked. So imagine the similarities of fantasy football, right? Or other, or I'm sorry, or any other fantasy apps out there or fantasy games. You know, before like fantasy football example was like a big deal or when it was like a big deal, there wasn't really many dedicated television shows. But over time, there's programming and networks dedicated to fantasy football or fantasy sports in general. And of that, 
started watching programming that could get you hooked, right? Think about NFL Red Zone when you watch every single game at the same time or they those who are nearest scoring, you know, the, the, the television program is constantly flipping back to each of those games. It's very exciting, right? It's a way to keep you hooked. It's the dopamine again. It's there. It's always there around us. Well, think about this. Online betting or mobile betting. Similarly, I'm watching a trend here. But the difference with fantasy football, you play for free. Well, you're not really playing free here. You're using real money, your money, and potentially can be losing real money, your money. They hook you from the beginning. Think about like hedging, point spreads, money line. I mean, I could just, you can name them how far down the line and how creative these apps are getting and will continue to get. The potential is there to win. And that to me is the draw that keeps you hooked and bring you back and back for more and more. I think these app developers will not stop there. I think they will continue to innovate. They will provide more options. They will continue to offer more addictive tools and solutions to keep you engaged. Hell, in fact, this brings me to my next point I wanna make. This may be a little bit controversial, exactly why I want to say it. <laughs> Men, I think these apps, not purposefully, I don't know what it is, to be honest with you. I have a few theories here. But I'm not really sure if there is a one answer to it. But to be honest with you, men are joining, and there's statistics to back this up, downloading these mobile betting apps at a growing rate much higher and faster than that of females. And I'm literally just watching many of my friends around me pick up their phones, download the apps. I've received so many referrals to join their apps. And I was really intrigued and I've really thought about it. But I also thought about maybe my personality and I say, wait, I may get hooked on this. And I don't want to. And right when I was debating that my own within myself, several of my friends said, yeah, I kind of went a little too far. <laughs> and I was like, mm, red flag. I see it. I see it a problem. I've already mentioned to you guys earlier about the television networks and the commercials and the notifications. It is a constant bombardment of pushing. It's like a drug dealer. They're pushing a product on you constantly everywhere all the time especially when you're not even using the app. That's genius. <laughs> I mean, it's horrible, but it's genius on how these mobile apps are designed. I feel like they have they have a bunch of psychologists in their departments, in the development, and they probably do, to be honest with you. That's why it's called research and development. We think it's probably just the tech side of it, but these guys really got the smart people back there cooking up ways to keep you engaged. We just think it's all fun. And they're saying, continue to feed the juice. So I do think, again, because I've seen the statistics on it, that men are downloading apps more and more and more. Um, as I mentioned earlier, like fantasy football, definitely more men are involved in that particular sport. I honestly think there's ways they can engage females a bit more, but I'm not going to give them more options. So I'll keep that to myself. <laughs> so 
Um, in fact, some of the research I found that that men are most likely, here we go, to have gambling problems. This is from many different factors. But I kind of sort of think it's about two things. Our brain chemistry. I kind of sort of think men like to hunt, right? I, I, there are females out there who, who also like the chase and the hunt. But men, we like that hunt, right? That that dopamine, I think, is greater in men when it comes to, like, achieving these little small victories. And then socialization, right? We get in our friend circle groups and we talk about sports. Because we do talk about sports and these apps of sport betting, here's a marriage made in heaven, if you believe in that. <laughs> so, again, another hook to keep us connected to our phones. Um, to me, this is the only way um, to continue like the the sale and introduction, right? It's that it's the constant giving us what we need, right? And I'm not against it. And I want to make that very real clear here. I'm not against the mobile apps or these betting online or betting apps. I honestly think it's pretty smart. Um, it would be neat if there was a different way to play and still somewhat win without necessarily betting real money, <laughs> right? If there was some type of reward system that gave you something over time, or if there was like a little $2.99 referral, I'm sorry, $2.99 a month or something small that's really, I would say small, insignificant, a way where you're not spending as much money, but you can still have some fun with it. But I guess that takes away the joy and the thrill of almost winning it all, right? Because I think that is one of the top strategies of these apps. And it will never market that to you, but it's there in the background. It's the thrill and the seek and the joy of the victory and a hunt of the thrill of seeking and the victory. <laughs> so, again, not here to tell you guys which what you should do, but I do want to offer that, you know, if you feel like you need help in this particular area or you recognize that you have some of the symptoms and, and you have maybe even thought about some of the things I covered, um, I hope you can make the small choices because I do think the best parlay strategy, perhaps, is not to play at all. That probably is the smartest strategy, right? So I know it's challenging though, right? They, they offer $200 and they give you guys referral points or dollars, which is extremely intriguing. It may be hard to pass up. You may tell yourself, wait, I can just go in there with the free money and I'm out. If you're strong like that, I tell you, try it, do it, get in, get out. But the right parlay is not to play. And that's the episode for today, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Until next week, remember, positive energy leads to positive vibes. Don't forget to subscribe if this is your first time joining. No Pants Required can be found on Google Podcasts or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Peace. Peace.